0: The end is near.
1: How does it end?
0: You'll find out. And so is the middle.
1: It was okay that you hadn't reached all your goals by the age of 35. Wow. Yeah? I'm 34. Do you look 35?
0: (gasps) I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Wednesday, June 23rd. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. The NCIS team is expanding next season. Gary Cole and Katrina Law will join the procedural as series regulars playing FBI Special Agent Alden Park and Special Agent Jessica Knight, respectively. Insiders say Cole will not be replacing star Mark Harmon, who plays Leroy Jethro Gibbs, though speculation persists that Harmon is looking to scale back his time on the long-running show. CBS wouldn't comment on Harmon's status other than to say he will return to the show for its 19th season. More Peabody Award winners were announced, including the Ethan Hawke Showtime series The Good Lord Bird and the Netflix series Unorthodox, starring Shira Haas. More winners to come today and tomorrow. And many may rank the Roanoke season of American Horror Story eh, somewhere in the middle of the nine seasons. But it turns out it's at the bottom of the list for one of the show's stars. Speaking to The Hollywood Reporter, Sarah Paulson said, quote, I just don't care about this season at all. I know people will get mad at me for saying it, but for me, this was post having played Marsha, and it was what I went to do right after finishing Marsha. That Marsha is Marsha Clark, who she played in The People vs. O.J. Simpson American Crime Story. She's pulling double duty again right now for producer Ryan Murphy, filming the upcoming 10th season of American Horror Story, called Double Feature, and playing Linda Tripp in Impeachment, American crime story. For more on those stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head over to EW.com. Number three. Now let's kick off today's picks with Eliza Schlesinger's latest Netflix project. Not a new stand up special, but a movie. Our number three pick is Good on Paper, which stars Schlesinger as Andrea Singer, a comedian who's always put her career ahead of her love life. That is, until she meets Dennis, a quirky nerd who coaxes her into letting her guard down. He seems to check all the boxes, but Andrea's best friend Margot, played by Margaret Cho, isn't convinced he's what he seems to be and urges her to unearth the truth. Now, believe it or not, Good on Paper, which Schlesinger also wrote, is inspired by a true story when she dated a man who turned out to have lied about pretty much everything in his life. Here's Schlesinger to explain more about that. Yeah, I met someone, we became friends, and little did I know from the moment I met that person, for the full year we were friends, everything about them was a lie, and then we only actually dated for about three months, we kind of squashed that timeline, uh, we had been a bridge timeline in the movie, um, and in those three months, all the pieces started to everything sort of started to crumble. And, uh, me and my friends and people like that, we all sort of unearthed that this person was a total sociopath. And, uh, a couple of years later, here's a movie about it. Well, exactly. At least she got a movie out of it. Good on Paper also stars Ryan Hansen and is now streaming on Netflix. Trivia. It's trivia time. Which of Eliza Schlesinger's fellow comedians directed her 2016 Netflix special Confirmed Kills? Was it Bo Burnham, Eddie Izzard, or Bobcat Goldthwaite? Stick around for the answer. Number two. Our number two pick takes us out west for another hour with The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. This week brings the moment we have all been waiting for. Well, one of them, Anyway. Erica reunites with the ladies for the first time since filing for divorce and explains how she arrived at the decision. Put a towel down because tea will be spilled. Meanwhile, Kyle and Dorit reach a truce. Garcelle meets with a dating coach to dream up Mr. Wright, and Crystal invites everyone over to make Chinese dumplings. But she and Sutton must first confront their lingering issues from Lake Tahoe. Here's a preview. Look, I'm sorry if she felt violated by me knocking on the door and bringing her coat to her. You brought your toolbox. <laughs> All right, well, come on in. Great. It's looking good.
2: Oh, wow. It's
0: looking really good. Right? Let's discuss the elephant in the room. I did not see it ending this way. I was going to hold that man's hand until he died. I told him I loved him. And he said, thanks, hon.
1: He got there the next morning. Wow.
0: Ooh, what did we tell you about the tea, eh? You can catch The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills tonight at 8 on Bravo. Stay tuned. Our number one pick is coming up. What to Watch will be right back. you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits
1: and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch.
0: As the world opens up, you may be thinking about taking a vacation again, yeah? Well, Netflix has your back with its new show, "The World's Most Amazing Vacation Rentals," in which three travelers visit vacation rentals around the globe and share their tips and tricks for every budget. But if you're still staying home and in need of something new to watch, we have your back there too. Here's Vacation Rentals co-host Joe Franco to answer the question, "What you watching?"
1: So I've recently been binging Lupin or Lupin, which is the French show that's made the top 10 in the U.S. and all over the world. It's such a good show, and it's the perfect excuse for me to... Pretend like I'm practicing my French, but really just binge-watch TV for hours on end. So highly recommend it. Love that it's a French show, but it's making top 10 in the U.S. and all over the world. Like, this is what Netflix gives us. It's the ability to be connected, be global, consume that global content, which as a traveler and a global person, I love. And another show that I've been watching, I'm a little late to the game, but master of none. I saw that they had a new season, and suddenly I'm binge-watching the entire thing absolutely love the latest season. I love the storytelling. The scenes are so artsy and beautifully made. And as a woman of color, as an immigrant, I just love all of the stories that they cover on that show. So another highly recommended one. And of course, I'm binge watching our show because the, you know, the way that we relive our travels. And when I watch the show that we just put out, I'm like, what? I did all that? I, I am in disbelief. Like, I'm literally in disbelief that all of that happened. So I hope everybody loves it and watches it and travels the world with us.
0: There you go. Three recommendations for the price of one. You can find all of those shows streaming on Netflix. Number one. And now time to cross one last pick off our list. Our number one pick today is the season finale of The Blacklist, which will say goodbye to Megan Boone's Liz as the actress departs the NBC series. Or is she? We'll find out tonight. But before she maybe, probably goes, Reddington has a disturbing request for Liz in exchange for the truth about his identity, which just might involve taking over the Blacklist. Here's a clip from the finale.
1: So your mind's made up? About taking over for Reddington? Is there a decision to make?
2: There's so much I want for you. Above all, I want you to be safe. Right now you're a fugitive on the most wanted list. If you took over for Reddington, inherited the blacklist, I could probably convince Panda Baker to give you immunity. You'd be protected. You'd have a reason for taking over that you could feel good about. We could still work together. Taking over for Reddington has risks, physical and emotional. Both of those concern me. But you not doing it concerns me more.
0: Well, considering Liz's journey from rookie agent to hardened fugitive, taking over for Reddington would be a fitting conclusion to her story. Joining me now to break it all down is EW's Alaman Johannes. Hey, Alaman, how's it going? Good, good. How are you, Jared? Doing well, thanks. So let's get into this because it's uh, there, there's a lot of drama here. How would you say this season has been different from the ones that came before it?
2: I mean, this entire season has kind of taken Liz's journey in a whole new direction, you know, with her becoming the number one blacklister and kind of this mm-hmm. you know, war she's had going on with Reddington. It's really shifted her away from the task force and into her own kind of lane and really brought... All the questions that we've been asking from the start of the series about why Red came into her life and what that all means to a head.
0: Gotcha. And, and that's really no easy task when a show is this many seasons in. So they've really done a nice job of kind of keeping audiences on their toes. All of that said, the last episode uh, that had a it gave us a lot of answers. How do you think that hour specifically kind of altered the course of things?
2: In a lot of ways, it gave us answers to so many questions, big and small, that we've been asking ourselves since the show began. For me, the biggest one is, at the start of the season, Liz goes to war with Red because he has shot Katarina in front of her. And for me, so the, for me, the big takeaway is, is that the Katarina that she met is not actually her mother. And so that is kind of the biggest piece of the puzzle in terms of how the action of the season is impacted by that episode, But for also longtime fans, you know, all of the different pieces about what, you know, Dom's feelings about Red and all of these things that we've kind of been wondering, were all fell into place. All the ways that Reddington became Reddington, um, how this whole conspiracy fit, how Liz's parents fit into it, the fire that, you know... We've all heard about so many times over the course of the series, all these little things were answered. But the Katarina takeaway is the biggest one because if that woman she got to know isn't her mother, then the war she's waged as a result is on behalf of someone who isn't Katerina Rostova? Right. And so I think for me, that's the piece that puts what's happened this season into perspective in a new way. Whereas, like, I'm also so happy to get all these answers about how we've gotten here. Mm-hmm. But that was the one that kind of excites me as we enter the season finale.
0: Okay, so let's talk about this season finale then. What are you hoping we get? in this finale because, of course, there's there's a lot of speculations. There are a lot of unconfirmed rumors at this point. <laughs> yes,
2: there are so many unconfirmed rumors. But for me, the big question is, at the end of the last episode, there is this question of who Reddington is and where um, Katerina is, if she's still out there somewhere. And so I think we have a lot of the puzzle pieces. But we're going into the finale with one question. It's the big one. It's, you know, who and why? of this whole situation. Red's walked into her life and changed everything. And I think while lots of the different pieces have fallen into place for Liz and for the viewers, we still aren't sure about those integral central questions. And I think it looks like we'll be getting some more of those answers in the final hour. As for the rumors, you know, who knows what'll happen next. But I think part of it is we still have a couple of lingering questions after an hour that was full of quite quite a lot of answers
0: right right yeah well it would be very interesting to see what this show would be like without megan boone without liz keen on it but uh hopefully we will know by the end of the episode tonight which starts at 10 o'clock on nbc thanks so much alleman no problem. And now the answer to today's trivia question, which of Eliza Schlesinger's fellow comedians directed her 2016 Netflix special, Confirmed Kills? Bo Burnham, Eddie Izzard, or Bobcat Goldthwait? The answer is Bobcat Goldthwaite, who's directed several comedy specials, movies, and TV shows, including more than 200 episodes of Jimmy Kimmel Live. Edited and produced by Joshua Heller. Hosted and produced by Jared Hall. And executive produced by Shayna Naomi Crockmall and Carly Usdin.